from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 241, My Animated Life, part one. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, this time's just just the two of us, Chuck. Uh, well, that's okay. Everyone else bailed on us tonight. Yeah, there's, um, they have uh, things going on in their life, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Rob, Robert's got to spend more time with his wife because he's been spending too much time virtually with other people. That happens. And, yeah, it yeah. does. It absolutely does. And uh, John is, unfortunately, because uh, for those who don't know, John works in HR, if you didn't know that from him having the HR social hour. Um, yeah. And he's been dealing with a lot of stuff with the virus right now, which has just been putting in long days, and he's he's wiped the hell out. So, um, But uh, I want to I mention some things that uh, we'll probably be doing coming up. But before I do that, we actually do have someone joining us tonight. Uh, this is uh, someone who I have wanted to have on the show for a while. I don't, I'm almost positive we have not had you on before. Uh, I know you've had me on your show quite a few times. Uh, but uh, Wow. I, I know. I, I feel I, like I slighted him. So, uh, but confirm it. You did. I did. I did. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> but uh, he is a phenomenal friend uh, and an amazing podcaster himself. Uh, his show, Pop Culture Leftovers, uh, is one of the top-ranking podcasts out there. Uh, and I, I'm glad to say that Star Joe's helped to get that started for him, kind of inspired him a little bit, and helped him keep going to become the juggernaut that it is now. Uh, so I'd like to welcome Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers. Thanks for joining us. Dude, this is like, I can cross this off my bucket list. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even joking. Like, you have no idea, like, what Star Joe's means to me. Cause there was a time when I was going to quit and like Chuck sent me a message out of nowhere on the old, uh, comic geek speak message boards and saying, nice. I've been, you were like, dude, I've been listening. And this was at a time where I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I, I suck. I hate listening to my own voice. 
and nobody and, listens to this. It's yeah, and exactly. Yeah. It's like you throw your voice out of the void, you know what I mean? You cast yeah. that line and you don't know who's who you're going to catch and who's going to listen. And like you guys were an inspiration to me and for you to listen, Chuck, and like just keep me going, I was just like super thrilled. So thank you to Chuck, Ryan and Star Joes. And it, it's it's amazing to be here. And I want to know. Who came up with the idea for this week's episode, My Animated Life Part 1? Because it is awesome. So, absolutely a steal from another podcast when you mention them, which is Comic Geek Speak. Uh, I heard them talk about doing this, uh, where they and they actually did it themselves. So they did it. What we're doing, for those that, <laughs> listeners wanting to know what the hell this all means, is uh, we are actually going to do our top five favorite animated series from our childhood and then we're going to do in part two uh in another episode we're going to do uh our top five favorite animated series from our adulthood so from age 18 and up and tonight we're doing from under age 18 um and uh the rules are whatever you want the rules to be because it's our show uh so i was talking with the guys before the episode started i said if you wanted to have it be something that was only around when you were born, that's fine. But if you're someone that wanted to add something like, say, Looney Tunes that was around a long time before we were born, but you grew up watching it and loving it and it should be in your top five, then by all means it should be in there. Uh, but basically just something that was around in your childhood that you watched and you loved, uh, and we'll get into the reasons why you loved it and everything else. But, yeah, I heard them doing it, and I was like, um, our show definitely should be doing an episode like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it totally fits in, and it's just a cool concept. I was hoping one of you guys made it up. So no, 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 we're <laughs> not that original. No. We stole it. No. We steal everything. So <laughs> very few original ideas. <laughs> um, I will tell you though some original things that we're going to be doing. I mentioned it a little earlier in the episode. Is uh, I desperately want to get back to covering the Micronaut series with John. Uh, I actually came across my collection of the series and I was like, damn, John and I stalled out at like issue three and we both have a passion for that series. We both love it. So, uh, I definitely have that on my agenda of things coming up that we need to do. Uh, and then based on a listener, uh, a new listener, in fact, and I'm sorry, I don't have his name handy to, to look it up. Um, but a new listener that found us and he, uh, was, he's up to episode 108, I want to say. Uh, lower. 107, 108. Yeah, he went back to the beginning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ouch, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Um, he noticed that we used to do the expanded universe books. Robert and I did. Yeah. Uh, and we only did, I think, three episodes like that. And then it was just kind of, we, again, just kind of stalled out and didn't do anymore. And he wanted to know if we stopped doing them because Disney acquired the Star Wars license. Yes. And I was like, no. <laughs> That's so good. It's the perfect out. Yes. It is the perfect out. I'll get yes. you I'll give you that. It is the perfect mm-hmm. out. But that is absolutely not why That's I will take exactly full responsibility. Exactly why. <laughs> I will take full responsibility. It's because I got lazy. <laughs> the cannon screwed up. It means nothing now. So yes, exactly. Do you, remember, still, do you guys remember when Brian Wood started doing the Star Wars for Dark Horse? Oh yeah, yeah. Love that stuff. I bought like ten copies of Number One because I was like, oh my god, this is it's a new Star Wars Number One. I bought like ten copies. Nice. And, and a, after, <laughs> and I love I love Brian Wood and I, I want to support comics, yeah. but. It was one of those things where, like, after Disney acquired it and said all that stuff is not canon, it's almost just like, 
Oh, what's the point? But man, there, yeah. there's so many great stories came out of that. I don't know if you guys read Star Wars Legacy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I read all of it. Yeah. So good. All that stuff. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing behind the, the EU. So the episodes used to be called the EU Strikes Back. And we were covering the novels, but I would mention things that happened in the comics too, because the great thing about what was going on back then, and it does happen now too, but very much back then, the comics and the books really tied into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd see characters pop up in a novel that would then pop up in a comic and vice versa. It was phenomenal. And Brian, I will tell you, I don't know about that particular issue, but I will tell you some of those Dark Horse issues go for a decent amount of money right now because it was a finite, it has a finite end to the Dark Horse stuff. And some of those didn't have very large print runs. Yeah. So, um, I know the one issue I have is the Clone Wars, which has Ahsoka's first appearance in comic form. And that issue is going for, I think, Chuck, then we see it like going for like 150, 200 bucks or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was a couple hundred bucks, yeah. And Sam, our buddy Sam found it and he posted it and he's like, he's like, hey, Ryan, do you have this one? And I was like, yeah. And I just happened to be working in my basement that evening. I was like, oh, you mean this issue? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, those Dark Horse stories are just phenomenal. And I love the Delray books that came out back then and everything. So I still have them all on my shelf in chronological story order. So I have not given up on wanting to do those. It's just what I actually mentioned to the listener was it takes a lot of time to do those episodes because number one, I am not the fastest reader in the world and not, and I don't mean that in intelligence wise. I mean that in the, I read word for word. Like I read every single word in a book. I'm not one that skim reads like you should be doing. Um, so I read every single word and then I write a summary for every single chapter and then I also do research on characters that come up and find out when did they appear in comics, when did, you know, is this their first appearance in the novel, things like that to try to bring some facts and information. Robert reads the books, and sometimes he does the audio books, and he, much like Chuck would do for episodes, he would just provide commentary, which is also important for those types of episodes to keep it lighthearted and fun. Um, but it's those episodes are a lot of work. But the good news is we're returning to doing those episodes. I have started reading uh, Star Wars, old, the Old Republic uh, Revan book, uh, which is the next one in chronological order. And uh, I'm on chapter two right now. So probably within about a month, we should have a new episode of the EU Strikes Back. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. That is awesome. Dude, all the work you put into that. That's incredible, man. I gotta, oh, it's, I gotta commend you. Those episodes are intense. Those episodes are a lot of work. Yeah, like, I <laughs> where, the where these ones are just fun. Make a list and have fun with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope the listeners realize, like, all the work that you put into it, man. That's, that's commendable. Yeah. Appreciate it. He, but he that's why, honestly, anyway. well, eventually, yeah, probably my retirement. <clears throat> that's my uh, retirement but plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's, it's just one of those things like, I, I think basically what it was, we had a plan that wasn't realistic because I was thinking, oh, we'll do one of these books every couple months. And that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, after three episodes of it, I was, I was pretty much burnt out. Yeah, not with a um, significant other or wife. I mean, seriously. Right, right. So I, I, my thought is now to be more realistic that we'll do two of those episodes a year, maybe three if I can get another one in, but realistically doing one every six months is, is a lot more realistic. So, um, so those will be, those will be coming out. But, um, and we haven't forgotten about the 10 years of star Joe's episodes. I know we did part one, part two we'll be doing, uh, in the near future, uh, just like Chuck, John and I did recently. So stay tuned for that. 
One thing I wanted to pick your guys' brains on, and Brian, I don't know if you mentioned this on Pop Culture Leftovers already. You probably have. I just have not listened to a, a recent episode yet. Um, but have either of you guys watched The Clone Wars? Since we're doing animated series right now, have you guys finished the new season of Clone Wars at all? Yeah. I have not. Okay. I want to do a rewatch okay. before I start this. Oh, of the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, the first couple episodes of the uh, the new stuff is just the lost episodes that were previously released. Huh. Right. Well, the first ones are no, the the bad batch one? Yeah. Those weren't in the lost up. Op- those weren't in the lost episodes. Yeah, they are. No. Not not I have them. I I do too and I, I remember why. <laughs> Cuz I'm pulling it up on Disney Plus and it's like the new season or whatever Clone Wars and it's the same stuff that's on that DVD. Right, but there's been 12 episodes. Yeah, yeah, there's the more. Month yeah. or so. Right, that's what I'm referring to. Yeah, I'm yeah, referring yeah, yeah. to the, t- the latest 12 episodes. Have you watched those? No. Okay. I didn't think so. I was like surprised you said you did. I was like, oh, cool, you caught up. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't finished watching those, but okay. like I'm saying, the, 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 um, the yeah, ones that are on there, that's... The before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 those, yeah those are the lost episodes, but I'm talking about the, <laughs> the 12 new ones that just came out like this month or end of last month. Um, those, so there's three story arcs. I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys. I'm not going to spoil anything for the listeners, but there's three story arcs. There's one called uh bad batch, which, which is about some uh, clones that are, it, they make their own unit and they are uh, failed clones basically. So they are all unique and they own, and they only really get along with each other. Um, but they're brought in for a, a mission a special mission, and it's really a really, really good story. In fact, I want some Black Series Bad Batch figures. Um, and then the middle arc is really kind of a filler arc, so I'll warn you about that. It's got Ahsoka, who I love as a character, but the story arc that she's in is is just kind of like it goes a little too long. Um, it's not bad, but it's just, it just goes a little too long. But then the final story arc, the last four uh, episodes... They don't open the normal way. They open very cinemata- uh, cinematically, where it says like Lucasfilm Limited and like just like a movie would open up. Yeah. And it's got Ahsoka, it's got Anakin. It ties directly into Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it's got Darth Maul. I am blown away by those last <laughs> four episodes. They're the most impressive of all the Clone Wars episodes. They rival some of the movies. Um, it's extreme. They are extremely impressive episodes. Ryan, I got a question um, for you. Yeah. Could I just watch the last four episodes? You could. Now, have you seen Clone Wars before? You're doing a rewatch right I'm now. I'm doing a rewatch. I've, yeah, I've seen all Clone okay. Wars. Um, okay. I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of the first two seasons. I, I thought, okay. I, I liked them, but man, mm-hmm. I thought like once they got into like seasons three, four on up, it was just, uh, pretty amazing. So I'll, I totally agree with you. Like I like the first couple seasons, but the later seasons was where it really just like hit all the right gears for me. So I am also doing a rewatch. I don't know how you're doing your rewatch. I'm actually since it's Disney Plus, I can jump around episodes. So I'm actually watching them in the Star Wars chronological order, uh, which you can find at StarWars.com or if you do Star Wars chrono, uh, Clone Wars chronological order, because there's a few episodes that are take place before other ones. So like you, 
jump around and then you watch the movie and then you jump around a few other ones. Most of them are in chronological order, but there are a few that you could watch out of order to, to get them in the right storyline. <laughs> um, so I have a list that I'm actually like, I printed off and I'm actually like checking them off as I watch them. But I jumped ahead and watched those last 12 episodes. And yes, you could absolutely watch the last four since you've already seen Clone Wars. Um, and totally get, get everything out of it. I, I would, do it in a heartbeat. Okay. Cause they are worth watching. So, um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it leads right up to revenge of the Sith. In fact, a lot of it takes place during the same time line as revenge of the Sith. So there's things that are happening in the movie, revenge of the Sith that coincide with what's happening in those last four episodes. I always so, worry cool. about that because like, I don't know, like some of the new Marvel star Wars comics have been, taking place during things and they've, yeah. I don't know. So it doesn't always, it doesn't always work. So they gotta be no, it doesn't. really careful. This does. Yeah. This, this works. Uh, well, I think Dave Filoni's a genius. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. He needs to be in just in charge. He just needs to be in charge of star Wars. Totally. I mean, just put him in charge like you did with Faye with the uh, Marvel universe. Just put Filoni in charge of, uh, uh, Star Wars. Have you watched at all the gallery with Filoni in it? Oh yeah. Dude, that was awesome. Filoni, I got chills. He is just like everybody was just like hanging on his every word. And yeah, I didn't know, you know, like including me, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I didn't know. Like, he was just so uh, charming. And like, uh, yeah. I don't know. He, he was he was a lot, he was funny. And yeah. the story, like his storytelling, like we know he has great storytelling, but like not all great storytellers can actually like tell a great story like in a public like forum a, like they, like, like a personal they, story yeah. Right? yeah i didn't know if he was going to be like c3po you know what i mean and right. not be able to tell a good story you know um right up and you know but he he did like everybody was hanging on his every word and i love the story about how he got hired at lucasfilm anime i loved that that was hilarious and awesome all at the same time he so not again it's worth going and watching but basically he thought it was a prank he thought some of his coworkers were pulling a prank on him. He's like, yeah, sure. George Lucas wants to meet with me, whatever. So, um, and then it goes from there, but, and then, yeah. And then the second episode, he's talking about, um, he basically talks about the prequels and the original trilogy and the characters and how, how they all start tying into each other and what they mean and the, the motifs behind them and stuff like that. This guy knows Star Wars and he knows the meaning behind all of it. And you like to your point, you're hanging on every single word he's saying. And you like I said, I literally got chills listening to him. And I'm sure everyone in that room did, too. And then even that made me start thinking about the sequels that they've done. And I'm like, damn, all the stuff he's saying plays into those movies, too. So it's just like it, he truly like if there was anyone that could love Star Wars uh, as, as its own child, like Lucas probably did at least originally, if he doesn't now, Filoni's that guy. Like Filoni truly loves Star Wars and everything about it. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I like the Mandalorian came out and did you guys both love the Mandalorian or? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's like, Everybody was given all the praise, I felt, to John Favreau, which I think is deserved. He's a great showrunner. Sure. But like on the, Absolutely. on the flip side, I think like without Filoni behind this, I mean, we don't Agreed. get what we got. And like, 
This is his first. That was his first attempt at live action too, and he nailed it. He was so good. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I thought it was also a very interesting seeing the behind the scenes at how much the directors were actually working with each other on each other's episodes. So even though you had a director on this one episode, you would see the other directors coming in and kind of helping that director. Dude, so dude, it, that is, it was such a collaborative effort. That is such like that is so what not happened in the final three Star Wars films. <laughs> no, not at all. Like right. they, they basically what happened was at the end of um, The Force Awakens, Ryan Johnson's asked, you know, JJ if he'd do a couple things. And I yeah. guess that, I mean, they collaborated a little bit, but there were right, things that much. both of them wouldn't do for each other in, in, yeah. in those movies. And so yeah. I don't know, man. It's nice to have like one single voice on yeah. something. Yeah, and that's why I would love Filoni to do that. And and I love the sequel movies, I really do. And I and I love them more. I've watched them all a few times now, and I am picking up on more things that kind of connected them. Whether by whether it's me filling in blanks or those connections were there or they happened by accident, whatever. I'm able to kind of see a lot of these connections again um, that maybe I didn't see the first time or even the second time. Um, but I totally agree with you that those directors needed to work with each other. Uh, they, yeah. they needed to have a united front and maybe just having that voice and Kathleen Kennedy, I don't want to bash her like everyone else does, but she certainly wasn't going to be that voice directing the whole thing, like to being the person behind the scenes. So I am really hoping that anything going forward with star Wars, that they at least have Filoni as a consultant on it. Um, because the guy knows what he's doing. They need to have him. And while well, they got Feige involved in a future upcoming yeah. Star Wars project, but yeah. And, and so the rumors there were like Kathleen Kennedy's out. Feige's going to come in and start taking over that. So and yeah. I don't think that that's going to happen. I, and, no. and if something like that is going to happen eventually, it'll be, they'll try to make it seem like they didn't push her out. It's got, right. it's to push her out. I mean, think about like, you know, her husband's Frank Marshall, you know, they're a part of Amblin Entertainment. Like these are these are people that you just don't push out of the business like that. Right. And she, right. she was handpicked by George Lucas. By Lucas. Yeah. 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 And well, and hearing her in the gallery episodes, like I got a better respect for her listening to her because I've never really gotten to hear her. I've gotten to hear through articles, things that she said and, and through bias uh, and typically through biased articles and then people saying, well, here's what she said and stuff like that. But to actually hear her voice and actually hear her tone and hear her talk about Star Wars, I'm like, okay, I got a bit more respect from, for you now because I'm actually hearing your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. Obviously Star Wars is going to continue and everything else, but, um, but yes, I circle back with spun on all of this is, uh, like I said, the Clone Wars is amazing. I'm, I'm hearing rumors of some other TV series and animated series that they're looking to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm bored for pretty much all of it just to see what it will be. So, um, but speaking of animated, you guys ready to talk some top five, uh, childhood memories? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. So here's how it works. Uh, we're gonna, it's, uh, we basically go around, round robin, and we, uh, will say what ours, uh, from five to one, uh, one being your favorite, 
and uh, do not reveal what yours are until it's your turn. So in other words, if I'm just going to go back to uh, Looney Tunes, if Looney Tunes is my number five, but it's your number three, don't tell us that it's your number three until we get to our number threes. Uh, you can absolutely talk about that cartoon. Uh, you can talk about it if you love it, anything like that, but don't reveal if it, what number it is on your list. If it's, if it coincides with someone else's list, if someone mentions a cartoon, uh, that you, uh, have as one of your honorable mentions, you absolutely can mention, you can state that. That's perfectly fine. I just always never liked it when someone said, Oh, that's my number two. Oh, that's my number one. And we're on number five at the time. So, <laughs> so kind of spoils the build up at the end. So, um, but like I said, absolutely feel free to any cartoons we talk about, feel free to jump in, give your thoughts on it, all that type of stuff. So Ryan, real quick. Uh, yeah. Looney Tunes is my number two. Okay. I'm kidding. Good to know. That's a joke. It's my honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, right? I hate Looney Tunes. No, just kidding. I love Looney Tunes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Did you see we're lo- getting new Looney Tunes coming to HBO Max on May 27th? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the and I so the thing I hope with it is I hope it's like Looney Tunes again, like we grew up with, because Looney Tunes as a kid I could watch it and have a great time watching it, but then when I watch it as an adult, I get a little bit different messages out of some of the some of the scenes. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah, there were some things that definitely went over my head as a child. <laughs> um, all right, so Brian, you are the guest, so you are gonna kick us off, and then we'll go Chuck, and then me. So Brian, what is your number five, and and why did why did you pick it? Uh, my number five is Captain N, the Game Master. Nice. Welcome to Video Land. This was uh, ran. I think it ran for two or three seasons. And when this came out, like the intro started off at live in live action, but Captain N, Kevin Keen, is brought into the universe of Video Land, and it was all like all the characters from all the Nintendo games that we play. Yeah. And it wasn't. It did. They weren't just like Nintendo, like owned by Nintendo. They, these were like. You know, uh, you had a mix here. You had Mega Man from Capcom. You had, uh, from Konami, you had Simon Belmont. And, I mean, Mother Brain from, um, Metroid. I mean, it was just like all these different characters that I played in the video games were all together in this story. And not everything, like, <laughs> not everything was perfect about the show. Like, some of the right. representations of some of yeah. the characters like King Hippo 
Dude, did you hear the rumor? Like, he's like green or blue or something in the in the cartoon. He's blue. Yeah, yeah, blue. And it's because they couldn't have flesh like nipples on him. Oh, I did not know. So they that. colored him. Yeah, because yeah, like in the game, like he's yeah, he's 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 a man, and you know, and uh, but in in for a kid show, they couldn't do that, so they like made him blue or whatever. And that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. But. Uh, uh, that is definitely on my honorable mention list. Uh, I actually last Baltimore Comic Con got a, uh, a bootleg version of, uh, <laughs> of the series, uh, because I did love it so much. And, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's an incredible series. Like you said, there's certain things about it that I was like, eh, I realize it's kind of campy and cheesy of a show. Uh, so it was meant to have some funny characters and everything else. But like Simon Belmont was like, Simon's Quest was my favorite Castlevania game, so to see a uh, how they portrayed Simon Belmont, I was like, eh, don't really like that, but I'll take it. And I have much more of an appreciation for it now than I did back then. But yeah. man, I, yeah, that was such a great, great show. And like you said, to see all your video game come to life and work as a team and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know, and why did Mega Man sound like he had throat cancer? You know, <laughs> right? Mega High. I was like, dude, dude, that's pretty good. I just thought that's how he talked. It's part machine. I thought that was something. I don't know. Yeah. And then Mother Brain was like a diva and everything. I so thought that's that how was... he talked. <laughs> I didn't think Mother Brain talked. You know, the voice for Mother Brain was the voice of Audrey. Two in Little Shop of Horrors, the oh, Rick Moranis. Oh, I hear it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear it. Very nice. So, all right, Chuck, you're, you're number five. Uh, number five was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And the Masters of the Universe. I am Adam. Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man the most powerful man in the universe only three others share this secret our friends the sorceress man at arms and Orko together we defend Castle Grayskull from the evil forces of Skeletor nice just, uh, figured it had to be on the list somewhere yeah, for you. It's, I mean, we we had the, the toys growing up, and there was a cartoon to go along with it. And I used to watch it sometimes. Uh, it would show like before school, or sometimes it would come on like after school. Sometimes, but I remember uh, was like first grade, second grade. It would come on like before school, so I would get up and watch it before I went to school. Nice. I loved He Man. I had I had so many. To- I had Snake Mountain and I had Castle Grayskull. 
I hate you. Nice. You're a spoiled <laughs> child. Yeah. The, well, I didn't have Eternia, though. That was the big one. Oh, you, know? you poor yeah, thing. I know. I, I know. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I grew up in Kevin McAllister's house. But um, <laughs> it, I, the Snake Mountain was my favorite because it had the echoey microphone. The microphone, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. And it had like a trap door. And it, I loved Snake Mountain. Yeah. I had, I did have Castle Grayskull. I had Battle Cat. Um, and I got a bunch of He-Man figures. I think they all came in the same Christmas year, so they, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I never had any of the vehicles or play sets, just the figures. Favorite yeah. favorite uh, villain has to be Skunkor. Oh, Stinkor? Oh, Stinkor. Was, Stinkor. Was Stinkor? Because yeah. he, yeah. he stunk. Yeah, it was the skunk <laughs> guy. That was awesome. I never had the toy as a kid. Uh, I, I loved, like, Trapjaw yeah. and Beastman, but the, had the one those. that I... Yeah, the one I didn't have that I loved as a, a villain was uh, Webstore. Um, oh, yeah. I had, so I, I, I had the one that was like, it came in like, is a twin pack, and you could add different limbs to him? Modulock. Modulock, Modulock, yeah. I had him. I yeah, loved I that. too. Yeah. 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 It was like the they Lego really, of uh, Masters of the Universe. They didn't really use him in the cartoon, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I mean the cart. So the cartoon was the thing that I love about the cartoon is something oh, I, I cheesy I, and campy and Skeletor is calling everybody a boob. Right, but the the thing that I loved about it and it's why I love the property so much is and it, and the uh, what I love about the about He Man is something that will relate to one that's on my list. But I love the the uh, combination of fantasy and technology. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was just really cool. Um, yeah, I still and, like it. Uh, yeah. Well, I do too. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing with my comic. Is there's a combination of those two coming together. So, um, but yeah, it's like it was a lot of fun. It's a lot cheesier now as an adult to watch that cartoon. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> than it, it was when but I was it, it, it is it. rewatchable. You can watch. It is. It is. It is for sure. Um, I still would rather watch the Mike Young one, but uh, oh, yeah, had, for sure. If I had to choose between the two, but yeah, for. For the purposes of this episode, yeah, t- I absolutely agree. It's rewatchable. So, all right, uh, my number five is uh, X Men. So, uh, I should say, uh, we, f- we forgot that I forgot to mention that, uh, the year that I turned 18 was October 6th, 1993 and X-Men came out in October of 1992. So it was around for a year before I became 18. Um, but this, this is my X-Men. 
Like, this is what got me reading X-Men comics, was this cartoon. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I had not read X-Men comics before that, and what was great was when this cartoon came out, Jim Lee was drawing X-Men, which is, like, one of my favorite artists uh, now. So uh, this is why I love uh, Cyclops in his, that Jim Lee look, because all these, all the characters were based on Jim Lee's art. Um, you know, I got to know Gambit and stuff. Like that. And to this day, reading any X-Men comics, I have those voices in my head. So Wolverine sounds like the Wolverine from this <laughs> X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Um, Cyclops sounds like Cyclops. Uh, you know, Storm has that. She had that very regal sound to her voice right. uh, of a of a queen. You know, so uh, and Gambit. You know, the and then you you always have Rogue with Sugar and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome to see some, and how they took some of the comic stories and adapted them to the cartoon. Now, continuity. Is very gets very wonky in the cartoon, but it yeah. gets very wonky in the comic series, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Night of the Sentinel, like I am, I'm actually rewatching that on Disney Plus. Which thank I, God they yeah. have that. I tried to rewatch it. Um, it's I can still rewatch it's, it. It's bad in some places, to be honest. Oh, there's some yeah, there's some animation problems. <laughs> I'm not saying series. animation problems. It's just it, it's slow at times it's kind of boring it's i don't know i don't know i still love it it and i will say as the series goes on the the action and the the uh com- complexity of the stories gets more and more uh so um but yeah I, and i own the whole series on dvd so nice had, had to had to be on my list it got me into x-men which is one of my favorite comics out there so all right brian you're number four my number four. Oh, don't kill me. Uh, my number four is G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there. Fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe is the code name for America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against Cobra, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. He never gives up, he'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe No, okay. that's, yeah, that's, that's good. good. It's not in the top five. I know. It's in the top <laughs> five. It's in the top. I loved G.I. Joe. It was one of those cartoons that I would watch after school. And um, I think like my I think like my favorite episode, I forget who was all in it, but it was like a it was like a gladiator battle that they had. Ro- I know Roadblock was in it. And it was oh, that's the first miniseries, isn't it? With. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like it was a. Like if, it was a few episodes. That Snake Eyes and Duke, yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved GI Joe. Um, they would play Thundercats in the morning before school. Um, when I was in first grade, and they had a contest that if you, if you, if 
if they put your picture on TV, you send in your picture. If they put your picture on TV, um, you can eat, the, the boys would win a Transformers toy or a GI Joe toys. Uh, and the girls would win my little pony. My mom sent my picture in. And then before, you know, I'm watching, watching Thundercats in the morning, getting ready for school, eating my oatmeal and drinking my tang. And all of a sudden, there's my picture. I'm wearing like my birthday hat and my mom sent my birthday picture. And there I am. I'm on TV. And so I'm flipping it. I wanted Transformers. I wanted Transformers so bad. The only Transformer I had at the time was Trailbreaker. And like, I wanted Transformers to be my Christmas. And I was thinking, Oh, I, I might get some more Transformers. Well, they sent me GI Joe toys, but I was not upset because like some of my best memories were just going out in the front yard. I, they sent oh, me yeah. the bridge. La- they sent me the bridge layer. Oh, you and Robert could be best friends, dude. I love the bridge <laughs> layer, and like they sent that to me. And so I would be out. I would be building forts outside, and and they were. I, they sent me Lady J. They sent me uh, what's his name, Quick Kick. Yeah, um, and I, I got uh, outside uh, Lady land bridges. Yeah, I got a I got a ton of figures, and then they sent me the bridge layer, and I'm just out there just laying bridges and playing with my friends, and oh my god, some of the best memories. But I love GI Joe. The movie was kind of ridiculous as watching it as an adult. Yes, yes, um, it is. Amazing cast, amazing cast, like Burgess Meredith. Voice cast, yeah. Yeah, who is it? They had Crockett. What's his name? Don Johnson. Oh, Don Don Johnson. That's Falcon. Lieutenant Falcon. Yeah. Lieutenant Falcon. I but I. uh, I love G.I. Joe. I love G.I. Joe to this day. So, and I'm hoping they make a good movie because I'm hoping that this Snake Eyes movie is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. And and Chuck's got me now excited about the Snake Eyes miniseries by Liefeld. Oh, like, I'm, I'm super stoked for that. <laughs> Are you serious? That's happening. That's yes. happening. Yes. Yes. Liefeld, Liefeld is doing a Snake Eyes miniseries. He's Follow him on Instagram. He's posting all kinds of pics about it. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm it totally actually doing looks that. Pre- it actually looks pretty decent from what yeah. we've seen so far. Yeah. I'm excited. So, yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it. If there was a character that, to your point, Chuck, if there was a character for Liefeld to do in G.I. Joe, it's Snake Eyes. It's Snake Eyes. <laughs> and it's pouches. Right. Pouches and guns and knives and swords. Yeah, sword. He's Deadpool. Yeah. Did you right. see? Did you see Liefeld's character that he made the pouch? Yes, that it's is hilarious. Literally, just a guy made out of pouches. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. the fact that he can laugh at himself about that. You know, I agree. Liefeld, from everything yeah. I've heard, all the way to the bank, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> from everything I've heard, Liefeld is a great guy. Like I've heard, he's just like very down to earth, a lot of fun. I've seen him on like YouTube videos, doing interviews and everything else. Like he's. He just seems like a cool guy to hang he out with. He does flip out on social media, though. Yeah. I will tell you that much because yeah. he's actually interjected. It not flipped out on me, but flipped out on one of our listeners one time. Like uh-huh. he like tagged a listener of ours, tagged Liefeld in the in this discussion. It was the whole like uh, Liefeld said he didn't believe that. Uh, what's his name? Was it Kit Harrington could be Wolverine or something like that? Okay. Or was it Radcliffe? I can't remember. And oh, so Daniel this, Radcliffe. Might be Radcliffe. Might be Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. So, so this listener, I, I said that I don't want either of them. I mean, this, that's yeah. just, that's just my personal opinion for Wolverine. I don't think we need to shake things up that much that we have Harry Potter's Wolverine. Well, I, I, I can't see that. Yeah. No. So, you know, like, yeah, my guy would have been like, uh, 
you know, at the time, Tom Hardy before all this Venom stuff, you know, but he like tagged Liefeld and Liefeld got drug into like my conversation about who I didn't want as Wolverine. And Liefeld's like, don't bring me into this and started going off on our listener. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was, yeah. Yeah. And I've heard other things about him on social media going off on people, but you know what? I mean, seriously, if you're going to bring him up, if you got something to say about him, then I firmly believe that he has every right to come back at you. So, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, all right, Chuck, you're you're number four. Number four, Tom and Jerry. Nice. Yeah, I love Tom and Jerry. You can have a whole cartoon episode. No, nobody speaks any dialogue. Right. It, it's just awesome. I, I grew up watching Tom and Jerry. I still watch Tom and Jerry. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those cartoons too. Like you can go back to when someone says, "Well, it's hard to like the going back to yours, Brian." Where like with uh, GI Joe, one of the things that the writers always said with the GI Joe cartoon was it was too tough to write Snake Eyes a lot because he didn't talk. Chuck, you just mentioned a whole s- successful series where almost nobody ever talks, yeah, and and it's an awesome series. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. It's totally rewatchable. There's been many different incarnations of Tom and Jerry, yeah. but it's it all kind of works. It's 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 really good. The cat and the mouse, it works. Yeah, I loved Tom and Jerry too. Are they like when's the last time anybody's done anything with Tom and Jerry? I think there was something a few years ago that they did some newer episodes, hmm. um, but I don't think it did very well. I don't know, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up. I would say probably like the nineties or something. There was a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. But I, I feel like there was something more recent too. I'm not sure, but it's been around for a long time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Love it. It's a classic. Let's see. It even is. my, even my kids like to watch it and they're like 11 and 12. So it spans generations. It's good. Yeah. I am not finding anything right now, but. I didn't do a real in-depth search. Yeah, either, so. I didn't mean to ask a hard question. I no, thought. you're good. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we, we do the hard-hitting questions here, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no stones are left unturned. Not for Tom and Jerry, damn it. <laughs> All right, my number four. Uh, I got to do the intro for it, so uh, if I can. Uh, the year, 1994, from out of space comes a runaway planet hurtling between the Earth and the moon, unleashing cosmic destruction. Man's civilization is cast in ruin. Two thousand years later, Earth is reborn. A strange new world rises from the old, a world of savagery, super science, and sorcery. Yeah, sorcery. But, Thundar. But one man bursts his bonds to fight for justice. His companions, Ukla the Mach and Princess Ariel, he pits his strength his courage, and his fabulous sun sword against the forces of evil. He is Thundar the Barbarian. Nice. Yeah. I totally forgot about Thundar the Barbarian. I love that. I, I love it. Well, great cartoon. It goes back to what you were what we were talking about with He-Man. It's, yeah. it's science and technology meets mysticism and mythology. It's um, I love the fact, too, that it was 1994 when that happens. That's the year I graduated from high school. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been waiting uh, for stuff like that to happen. Nothing. Right, right. Uh, Thunder came out in October of 1980, and it, it went until October of 1981. So it was a short-lived series, but there is, there's quite a few episodes. Um, again, one that I have on DVD. Um, I absolutely love Thunder. I mean, 
you're going to take all of that stuff, and then you're also going to basically give him a lightsaber. Of course, I'm going to love this show. Yeah. <laughs> and you give him essentially a Wookiee. Yeah, <laughs> so, pretty much, yeah. Um, like, what works with everything, put it in. Right. Yeah. Well, and I... I want to. Tr- uh, I think they're pretty expensive to get right now. I have to look them up, but there are Thundar the Barbarian action figures uh, of just the three main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, the one year Shannon drew Thundar the Barbarian in my sketchbook. And as listeners may or may not know, uh, I always like to poke the bear on uh, with Shannon when it comes to. Uh, some uninked tires that happened in a G.I. Joe issue that was not his fault, but I like to tease him that it was his fault. And so every once in a while, he'll throw something about uninked tires in a sketch that he does for Un- me. Uninked? I thought they were just missing. They, well, they were missing, but he says it's because the inker didn't ink them. He drew them, but the inker didn't ink them. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> don't poke the bear. <laughs> that sounds like the barrel chest thing with Robert. Right. So, uh, so I asked Shannon to draw Thundar for me and he's like, well, do you care if I draw Ukla and Princess Ariel? I was like, you can draw all of them. I don't care. So he has, uh, Thundar there and he's, and he says, great lords of light, uh, which is the classic Thundar. He's like, yeah. it's a, uh, it's a graveyard of uninked tires and there's a stack of tires there and Ukla has one of them over his head and <laughs> Princess Ariel's in the background doing magic and stuff. But yeah, just, just the whole like, they ride around on horses. They're taking on evil forces. It's it's uh, apocalyptic world. Yeah, um, yeah. Just and and the thing that was fun about watching, especially grown up now, is seeing the locations that oh yeah, these yeah. episodes took place in, like Washington D.C. and stuff like that. Like I didn't really pay attention that much as a kid. I just knew it was Earth and it was in destruction. Future. Yeah, yeah. But to see like, oh, there's the Statue of Liberty and oh, there's yeah. you know the Washington Monument and things like that. It's pretty cool to watch. The, the animation like, oh. was really good. Yeah. Oh, it holds up really well. Like, I haven't today. seen it in a long time, but I remember the animation being really good. Yeah. It, I haven't. It, I haven't seen it in forever. Like since I was a child. I like. Is it streaming anywhere? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Who is the but... animation company that did it? Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. See. I I have the uh, um, wiki up. So let's see. Uh, right, right. Go to the bootleg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the bootleg. I have the legitimate thing. Uh, it was produced by Ruby Spears Production, mm. and it was created by Steve Gerber. Uh, him I've is, heard. Of. Him I've heard of too. Yeah. So uh, directly inspired by by comic books with the likes of R. E. Howard. Howard's uh, Conan the Barbarian and Flash Gordon. Wow. So, Did um I always watched that when I was a kid. I loved that when I would and I, it's like I don't even remember like what time it would come on. I just would see it like on USA Network or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I also, coming on Saturdays with uh Godzilla and Godzuki. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I loved this and I loved the Herculoids. Oh, I love the Herculoids. That, that's a, that's another one that Shannon drew for me. He drew uh uh I can't remember the the big stone rock uh creature. Yeah, but it's like a brontosaurus that shoots. So it's like what was it? Is it one of the dinosaurs shot like a rock or something out of it? Yeah, snap. the, the triceratops looking yeah. things. Yeah, those shot rocks out of their horns. Then there was the little glob characters, and then yeah. there was the um the big dragon, and then the rock uh like 
uh, Bigfoot looking character. Yeah. Years um, ago, they, they had um, at San Diego Comic Con, they you know how they have their exclusive toys and stuff. Yeah. They had three Herculoid sets. I've and seen they, those. They're amazing. You put, they're incredible. You put, yeah, you put the boxes together. It's almost like you're looking at a diorama. It's, yes, and it, it says Herculoids in the background when you put all three of them together. Yes, it's awesome. And those are crazy expensive, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> if I had all the monies, I would buy some, I would buy yes. a set because they're awesome. Yeah, for sure. So when I'm reading Thunder here, it says that uh, they started in New York City and worked their way uh West uh, through Mount Rushmore, Washington D.C., Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. So, yeah, I think I remember seeing the Golden Gate Bridge in one episode or something. Part yeah, of it. yeah. So, so yeah. So that was my that was my number four. Nice, uh, Brian. Your number three. My number three is oh god, I and this is something. This is a show that I revisited as adult as an adult. Because I loved it so much as a kid, I wanted to see if it would hold up, and it does. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride. Wow! Neat. Give me a break. I don't like this. Whoa! What's happening? Barbarian, magician, thief, cavalier, and acrobat. Who was that? That was Venger, the force of evil. I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's a good one, too. Nice. Yeah. Dungeons that is on my honorable mention list, for sure. I mean, Frank Welker, Peter Cullen, the guys, you know, Transformers, like, they they, they, they were in this, and, and, like, you had Willie Ames from, uh... Yes. Greatest yeah. American Hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Willie Hank the Ranger. Um, uh, and I just loved the, the, the fact that they, they, they took these kids from like our world, they go on a Dungeons and Dragons ride and then they go into the world of Dungeons and Dragons and they each get like a special power. And then, you know, every episode was kind of formulaic, like they weren't working as a team and by the end they would figure it out. But, and then I love Dungeon Master. I just, I loved this show. I loved it oh, yeah. so much. Yeah. Well, so you're going to notice a theme of Shannon drawing some of my favorite things. Shannon actually drew, uh, I have on my list of 80s characters for my sketchbook. Uh, two of the characters are, uh, is it Eric the Ranger? I yeah. believe is his name. Uh, and, or is it... Oh, Eric the Cavalier. Eric's the Cavalier. I can't remember who the Ranger is, but it's... Hank. Uh, I have the Ranger. Hank the Ranger. And I have Sheila the Thief. And mm. Shannon drew Sheila the Thief with her hood coming up, and she's starting to turn invisible, and she's wearing Hello Kitty underwear. Oh Lord! Um, so, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that Brian, that was that was my Dungeons and Dragons, my, like my whole life. I never really played the game or even knew of the game, but I knew that cartoon. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I knew the cartoon, but I also knew the game just from like the back of comic books. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would yeah. always show up like it's an ad on the back of a comic book. Have you guys ever seen, and it's based on the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Have you ever seen the Dungeons and Dragons car commercial? No. No. Dude, everybody Google this. If you love this cartoon, there's a, I forget what country it came out of, but they love that cartoon there. Oh, and wait, they, I have seen it. It's live action. Yes. Uh, yeah, that is incredible. I have seen that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just just Google Dungeons and Dragons car commercial. It's from another country, like a European country or something. But like all the characters look like the characters in yes. the cartoon, and they're doing the things that they would do in the cartoon. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, going back to the uh, if I had all the monies, have you seen the sideshow statues that you can get for yes. the cartoon? And you put them all together, and it looks amazing. Yes. Um. And I desperately want – so there's a few projects that if I ever got the opportunity to write them, I absolutely would do it. Um, I want – since IDW owns the rights to Dungeons & Dragons, I want them to do a Dungeons & Dragons, even if it's a mini series, based on the cartoon version of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I feel like that would actually – hit some people in just the right way and pick it up and everything else. And damn it, I would write that in a heartbeat because I love, like I said, that was my Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I bought the game Dungeons and Dragons because I thought it was going to be like the cartoon. And then I found out it was absolutely. Oh, it was not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Okay. Netflix is doing that, you know, dragon's lair with Ryan Reynolds. Like what if, like what if that takes off? Like could like, let's do Dungeons and Dragons on Netflix live action. Yeah, they could bring it. They could bring it back for sure. So, no, great. That's a great pick. Absolutely love that that cartoon. So, uh, Chuck, your number three. Number three is Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Amazing friend. Nice. This basically, uh, outside of a couple of comic books, introduced me to Spider-Man, you know, Iceman, and Firestorm. So this mm-hmm. is where I learned a lot about each of the characters and stuff like that, and Aunt May. And so this this brought uh, and they had cameos by other you know superheroes and villains and stuff like that, like Loki and Thor and Captain America. Namor was in an episode. Uh, I remember the what the seven little superheroes. Yep. So that was great. And I, I went back to rewatch a couple of them, and they 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 hold up for the most part. Some are kind of wonky, but for the yeah, most some, part, they they hold up a little it's bit. A, it's a tougher one to watch yeah, uh, at times, sure. but yeah, but uh, but yeah. And what was the dog's name? Uh, uh, oh, like miss something or whatever. 
miss something. Yeah, I, I forget. This is a, this is an this honorable. Is, this is one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I that's gonna drive me crazy, and it wasn't even that dark. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> We're getting old, man. We can't know, remember I'm these look things. It up. <laughs> it's on, and, and Brian, it's one of my honorable mentions as well. So, uh, yeah. When I was a kid um, at Hardee's, and some people have Carl's Jr., but we had Hardee's. They had um, the children's like Happy Meal or whatever, whatever their Happy Meal version is called at Hardee's at the time, and it came like in the little box, you know, that like the Happy Meals come in. But it yeah. was a Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends box, and it came nice. with like a little comic book that had it with 3D glasses, so you'd read it with the 3D glasses. And I read that thing, and I loved. It. Oh my god! I I kept the I kept the freaking box, dude. I, I like for That's years awesome. I had this thing. I I loved it so much, and I think uh, well, Firestar. They originally wanted to get Human Torch in it, right? Right. And yes. so they, yeah. They, so they had to create a new character because was there there was something going on with like I, I don't know. It's like it's Marvel, but like I don't know why they couldn't use Human Torch. Maybe Fantastic yeah. Four, Fantastic Four, or something probably. And I and I want to say too, I could be totally wrong on this, but I want to say that she's the first character that was done in a, made for a cartoon that then transitioned to comics. She might be the uh, the the dog's name was Miss Lion. Miss Lion, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I loved how their their apartment would change. They you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It would move it, the trophy. Yep, and they and all of a sudden computers are popping up and all that type of stuff. Um, but it introduced that introduced me to you know ice like you said Iceman. I never you know really knew. Yeah, that was that was Frank Walker. Yeah, yeah. I was always as a kid when he would like make that ice bridge and fly all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I was just like as a kid, it would bother me. I loved it. I thought it looked cool visually, but it would also bother me like. how is it supporting itself? Right. <laughs> and then, and then like, when it when it melts, is it falling on people's heads? Like, is it, are people getting hailed on with ice? Well, see, you, you no, really I, thought this through because I had I, I didn't think about dude, it. Dude, I seriously, as a child, as a child, children yeah. think of stupid stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. like, and so I was thinking to myself, like, and like, what if, what if, what if people start, what if kids started climbing it, and then it started melting and stuff? Now you got a whole nother problem, right? And the well, theme the song, the theme attached. song that goes along with this was just awesome too. Oh yeah, the music. Spider Man and his amazing friends. That was my introduction to Spider Man too. Oh kid. yeah. So like a lot of these got me interested in these superhero characters. Yeah, I had a couple of random comic books that the Spider Man comic books that I got at like a flea market or garage sale or stuff like that. But yeah, pretty much this was the major Spider Man influence. Yeah. But yeah, well the the ice bridges were connected, Brian, for your sake, they were connected to the same things that Spider Man's web shooters were connected to when he was flying through open air. So yeah, um. ah, okay. <laughs> now it all makes sense. It all works out, yeah. Dude, uh, the, the okay, the not the Tobey Maguire ones, but the Andrew Garfield ones. They made such a point to show you what oh, he what was he like. La- yeah, what he was yeah. attached to, like, yeah. like to the point where it almost made it not fun. <laughs> right. Just let him swing around. I don't yeah. care what he's attached to. <laughs> exactly. Nice. All right. Uh, 
So uh, my number three uh, is one that's already been mentioned already, but it is G.I. Joe. Nice. G.I. Joe, Romeo Hero. I only had a handful of comics when they came out. Um, I never really, it wasn't that I didn't get into the, I didn't, well, just wasn't into comics in general growing up in the 80s. Um, but I did have a few, and I, I love the ones that I have. Uh, I think number four was my first issue of G.I. Joe. But the cartoon, I saw every episode. Okay. And loved it and would watch it in reruns, which was not something I did with a whole lot of shows. A lot of cartoons. The reason I know so many cartoons on the show and so many of these licensed properties is because more times than not, if it was an sh- episode I already saw, I was flipping the channel and finding some, some other cartoon to watch. And that's why I just, I know way too many of these shows that are out there. Um, but G.I. Joe, I would watch in reruns. No problem. Um, Love Worlds Without End. We've covered that on the show here. It's one of the best two-part yeah. episodes in G.I. Joe. It is not hokey. It is not cheesy, which a lot of the G.I. Joe episodes are, uh, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, but it gave me my favorite characters. You know, f- there's there's a reason that Flint is my favorite character. It's because he was very prominent on the cartoon. Lady J is my second favorite character. I would say Alpine is my third favorite character. Alpine was extremely prevalent on the cartoon and I loved his personality. I loved that he was a jokester. Um, you know, they found, found purposes for a guy whose specialty is to climb mountains. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I love the fact that everybody and everything could fly a sky striker and that you could fit about 20 people in the cockpit. So, um, but yeah, I love GI Joe. I had, uh, as, as I've mentioned many times on the show, cause I love the memory of it. I had the USS flag, uh, had the Sky Striker, so I loved reenacting things that I would see in the cartoon. Uh, had a lot of the figures growing up, a lot of the vehicles. Um, you know, some of my favorite episodes were things like uh, the the multi part ones, like the Rise Serpentor Rise. Um, the uh, the first two mini series were amazing. And yeah, Pyramid and of Darkness. Pyramid of Darkness is phenomenal. So yeah, there's just it's just such a great cartoon. Uh, we are almost done and we need to figure out this year an episode where we can finish it off, but we're almost done with the first season of G.I. Joe where we cover it on this show. So, uh, I think if we do one more, it'll, it'll finish off season one. So I'm looking forward to that. But, and I'm, and I'm okay with the movie. Yes, the movie's hokey and wonky at times, but when you, when, now that I've gone back and watched the cartoon, I'm like, it's not that far fetched from what the cartoon actually was. <laughs> The movie, the part part of the movie and parts of it are really, really good. Yeah. 
the whole well, the thing intro with, is the best. Thing. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, cartoon intro oh. probably ever. Ever, yeah, for sure. But the whole Cobra Law thing that just, know, it's done. Yeah, it killed it for me. I get that, but then I go and I watch these episodes where there's giant corn stalks, and I'm like, okay, is Cobra Law really that far fetched from Cobra from giant corn stalks? <laughs> yes, yes. <it> is. <laughs> and then, and well, then you I needed, know, and you need an episode for Airtight to come in, so you needed a corn stalk. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then, like, I love the cheesy episode of, like, the Viper. Oh, the window uh, I, washer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. I know it's, a lot of people, they can't stand that episode, but I love it. I think it's a fantastic episode, so. Yeah. So. All right, Brian, your number two. My number two. This was tough. This was tough. Um, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. Yeah, I, I, gosh, I mean, I, I wasn't, um, old enough to read the comic first. And it was, a, it was more mature and like it was limited run anyway for like yeah. at least the first issue and maybe, you know, the second and third issue sold more copies, but, or they printed more copies. But like this was my first introduction to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, you know, um, um, uh, it was, and I had all the toys, all the toys that came out in that first line. I had them all, every single toy nice. that came out. My parents bought me like the the blimp, everything, everything that nice. came out. I, I had That's every awesome. character. I even had April O'Neil. I had everything. I why didn't why didn't you grow up around me? I could have played with your turtles, dude, <laughs> dude. That's all I did. Like me, I take I take my turtle stuff over to my friend's house, and we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like all day. And um, so I love my friend Sean used to do that with our toys. We put our GI Joes together and do the same thing. Yeah, I, I would. And I would watch the cartoon. I remember like the first time I watched it. And if you go back and watch it now, it's 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 fun. But like I remember as a kid watching it and I love just how they would just uh, beat the crap out of like robots and make them explode like they were just. Beating, yeah. You know, just beating everything with like these cool weapons and they each had like their own little personality and everything. And, and I just loved it so much. I, I used to, um, I used to try to draw them all the time and I'd be, nice. in school, oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. I'd be in school drawing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And there, and then there were some characters that they introduced on the show that I really wanted to learn how to draw. So I, tr- you know, trying to pause a VCR back in the day. Yeah. 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 It was hard because you get lines and stuff. The line. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, so I'd have to like pause it just the right way. So I'd be able to, you know, draw this certain character, you know, and, but man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
was so much fun. I loved that series so much that when the movie came out, I was like, that's not how Splinter is <laughs> depicted in the cartoons or in the comics. And I would get so upset. But <laughs> overall, I did enjoy that movie. But like, I was upset that we didn't get Rocksteady and Bebop. And then in yeah. the sequel, we got Taka and Razor. And I was just like, that's oh, not, yeah. that's not Rocksteady and Bebop. That's who I want. But man, I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And anytime, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Anytime a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing come out, I'll give it a chance. I've read, you know, a little bit of the Batman and TMNT stuff and it's really good. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And like, even like the new, like not the newest series, I haven't watched that, but the one before that that came out on Nickelodeon. That um, was amazing. That was, was awesome. So good. I even bought some of the figures. The figures are phenomenal. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah, I've got the because they were yeah. turtles. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. And I have the I have the little kid versions of them too that they did. Right. No, I just um, bought the four original turtles and that was it. But yeah, they're they're awesome. Um. Yeah. No, Brian. I I agree. Like. uh and I will say some of the later, so it's funny because some of the later versions of the cartoon series that they've done, like the 2000, more 2000 series, I love that a little bit more than the original and the, um, the, like you said, the Nickelodeon version, I actually like that a little bit more than the original. Yeah. But when I think of the Turtles and the characters in the Turtles, I think of the original cartoon, even though I like other versions better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mind always goes to when I hear Bebop and Rocksteady, I want them to look like the version that I saw in that original cartoon series. Yeah. Um, so, did you play just, the video games growing up, Brian? Yes, the four-player video game at the arcade. Yeah. yeah. I even oh, played, yeah. and the Nintendo Entertainment System. As frustrating as it was that you would drown, you would drown as a turtle <laughs> when you're trying yeah. to disarm bombs, which made yeah. no sense to me. But that's yeah, my greatest video game accomplishment. I actually beat that game. That's unreal, dude, because that game is hard. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah I hate that game. <laughs> I love that game. It's one of my favorite, probably top ten, top five video games. I but love man, that game. Those four player games like that in the in the arcade, like they did, you know, X Men, X Men, yeah, yeah, like even like, dude, did you play like the Gauntlet one that they had at the arcade? Yes, yes. Oh yeah, I love those. I love those, man. I mean, dude, I miss the days of arcades. I do oh too. yeah. There's a place uh, near us called 16-Bit that I've gone to uh, a couple times, and they have the old-style video games, and uh, you can play them all for free, and it's a bar, so you can drink, and as long as you're drinking, you can play any of the video games you want for free. Yeah. And uh, my one buddy, uh, Yusuf, who comes into town from California each year around Christmas time, we go up there. Uh, I met. <laughs> it's funny because I met him. Uh, his wife is like very close friends with, with my wife. And that's how I met him. But him and I became like, as if like long lost brothers in like (laughs) milliseconds. Uh, we just started talking about comics and movies and everything else, but they have the turtles four player arcade game. there. Mm, Nice. And, and we play it every year and beat it every year. So just, just keep playing and playing until we get to the end of it. There's games, there's games that I always want to ask people if they've ever played them. Cause they're kind of like, I wouldn't say like, Maybe they're fringe games. Like not everybody had them in their in their arcade. Did you ever play Capcom's Magic Sword? I don't think I have. No. Ah, oh, it was so awesome. It like talking about you know you know Conan and stuff like that. It was you could play as like a magician, uh, like a mage. You could play mm-hmm. as like a I think a thief, and I know you could mm. play as a warrior. But man, it was so awesome. I mean, I, awesome. it was like that, and I of course I loved the arcade version of Golden Axe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
for sure. Um, one thing, I don't know, Brian, if you've ever watched this or not, but if you haven't, you owe it to yourself to, to track it down and, and watch it. Have you ever watched Turtles Forever? No, I haven't. So, oh, is that is that the one where all the different turtles from like yes, yes, cart- yes. yes. okay, That's so yes. good, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's it's basically like Crisis on Infinite Earths, but with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's really so, good. Because <laughs> um, yeah, you get the the eighty seven version uh, version meets the two thousand version. You get the black and white version. Then you get the black and white yeah. comic book version. Yeah, it's just it's incredible. And then you see all these other versions in the background and stuff like it's yeah. That's really good. Um, so, but turtles to me, I was like when it came out for like the. I, I remember seeing some of the cartoon episodes, but I and I had some of the comic books, and I was playing the video game. But I was like right at that cusp in those like I don't know six to nine months where I kind of like gave all that up. Yeah, yeah, and and I was like I think I was around twelve years old when the cartoon started, so it was yeah, like it was like right uh, around that time I remember yeah. watching some of it and I. I remember yeah. there was a breakfast cereal, Ninja Turtle breakfast cereal. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much all these had breakfast cereals. If I think about it, I was nine. I, I was nine years old when it came out, and like I was. I no, it's like, right in your wheelhouse, yeah, dude. I, I yeah, was the perfect, perfect age for it. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and then I've got I'm redesigning my layouts in my room for like displays and stuff like that, and I I will have a turtle shelf uh, for the TMNT, and I've got the uh, I think it's the Turtles 2 movie versions uh, that I have them, and then I have the cartoon versions that I'll put in front of them, and then I have the Nickelodeon versions that I'll put in front of them, uh, and then I have the first movie's version of Splinter, um, which I'm hoping they'll do a cart- there'll be a cartoon version that comes out uh, from the original cartoon. I want to get the Bebop and Rocksteady 2-pack, but it's like very expensive to get mm-hmm. now. It was a Target, ex- uh, I think it was Target exclusive. Um, and it just got all bought up and everything else. But I, I want to try to track a set of that down to put in there and everything else. But it's just like, yeah. And then you were mentioning the Batman and Turtles uh, versus Turtles. The I don't know if you saw that movie, but that was really good. And they did action figures of two packs of all those. So that you get like Batman with Leonardo. You get uh, Raphael with like Damien. No, I've uh, never so. seen those. Yeah, yeah, they they have a bunch of two packs like huh. that. There's like Batgirl, I think, comes with Michelangelo, and that's cool. I, I have yeah. the trade to it. I have the trade, but I've never seen the yeah. the the cartoon movie or whatever, and I've never seen yeah. these figures. Yeah, there's a cartoon movie, and then there's I think there's like five two packs, and I have all those. So is I'll that movie? Is it on? D- is it on DC Universe or like? Do I have to see that somewhere else? I don't know. I'd have to check DC Universe to see if it's on there. I gotta watch that, man. I didn't, I didn't even know, even it know there was. I didn't either. Yeah. I never knew. I never even heard about it. Well, Chuck, for you, next time I see you, I can I can give you the because I have it on DVD, so yes. I can have I can you lend that to you. Have you guys watched? I'm sorry, this is like kind of off topic, but kind of on because we're talking about DC. Have you guys watched the newest uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? No, I heard it's no. really good though. No, I got it day one. It is awesome it is i've heard it's really good it's amazing do yourself a favor and track this down i guess if you have to wait for it to come on dc universe or like i don't know netflix or something i don't know but it's awesome oh no brian i have every single dc animated movie that's ever been released on dvd or blu-ray so i will be definitely getting a physical copy (laughs) of it or or bootleg right no (laughs) i'm sure stores have it in physical copy but yeah I'll, i'll 
be definitely getting that because I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I am a big fan of the DC animated features. Well, it's, it's so much better than Justice League Dark. Like I was not a huge fan of that. I liked it, but I yeah. didn't love it. I didn't like what they yeah. did with Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing is dope in this. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out yeah. for sure. All right. Uh, where the hell do we leave off? Chuck, are we on your number two now? I don't know who who went last. Sure, I, w- I, think, I think I, I it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then we started right. talking oh. about Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's uh, what we do here. Yeah, number two, uh, <laughs> Looney Tunes. Nice. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. I mean, Daffy I kept Duck's bringing it up, not knowing it was on your list. Daffy Duck's my <laughs> all-time favorite Looney Tune. I, I love Porky Pig. I love Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Nice Foghorn Leghorn. Steve Classic Gonzalez. cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny. And it, they're all great. Is, uh, Yosemite Sam. Rodriguez. Yeah. All good stuff. That's was my your, number two. Was your mind blown in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, growing up as a kid, yeah. Dude, my mind was blown when I saw dueling pianos of Donald Duck and Daffy Duck. Like, that was oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, these are two separate. I, I understood that they were two separate. One was Disney, you know, I, I totally understood like they were separate. And, and like seeing them together on the screen, th- it was like, it was like now when we get like uh, all these big actors like starring in these movies together. It's yeah. like, it's like, it like, you know, we kind of take it for granted, but like back then it was like these two cartoon icons together on the screen. I flipped out as a kid. I couldn't believe and I remember, stuff. yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid, uh, um, in theaters and stuff like that, like, because they had the little yeah. baby, uh, short that came before it or whatever. But, yeah. uh, I went to go see it and I was like, it was like one of the movies in my childhood that stick out. There's, yeah. there's like a handful of them. There's Empire Strikes Back. There's the 89 Batman movie. There's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Return of the Jedi, and Dark Crystal. Those are like a handful of movies that I saw as a kid that just stuck with me. Are you talking about Baby Herman in the? Yeah, yeah. That that actually that that came before Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. They, uh, the thing with, I remember being like obsessed with Who Framed Robert the Rabbit, like as far as the behind the scenes, because after seeing it, I was like, how did they do all this stuff? And I remember, oh, I didn't even every, care. I just was I, having a good time and loving it. I, I was totally enamored. And like you were saying, Brian, like I, I'm watching this going, how did they get these two yeah. companies to do, to allow both their characters? Cause that's never going to happen again. Right. Um, as sad as that is to say, it's just never going to happen again. Um, yeah, if yeah, you get enough money together, anything can happen. It's going to be a lot of money that's going to take this time. <laughs> do, do, uh, do you remember when Bob Hoskins was rumored to be like Wolf playing Wolverine back in like the 90s? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, do a no. Google search on it. That's a real thing, dude. Really? Yes. Did, did, would have either, been of guys, did either of you guys watch the uh, on Disney Plus the prop culture? They did one on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I have. No, no, I have not. That's actually really good. That whole series is also really good to watch because they go behind the scenes to find these <laughs> old props that were used. You guys in were the all in, movies. enthralled with Daffy Duck and Donald Duck, and I'm like over here like, drooling over Jessica Rabbit. Oh yeah, well of course, yeah. 
Dude, that's that's a that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's unspoken. Come on. Oh, fine, my bad. I thought it had <laughs> no, to be mentioned. No, you can say it, but like seriously, when it comes to yeah, Jessica Rabbit, seriously, oh, yeah. every <laughs> every young boy. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, one of the things I actually love going back to your Looney Tunes <laughs> mentioned. One of the things I I love too is um some of the bits that they would do with that were very much like Abbott and Costello type stuff. So like. Rabbit season, duck season. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he doesn't have to shoot you first. Of course, he has to shoot me first, and you know stuff like that. Or um, I still use the line, "I must have made her left wrong turn at Albuquerque." If I ever get uh, lost, yeah. and so, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So no, that's a good pick. Really good pick. Uh, my number two is Transformers. Nice. <laughs> And it was tough because G.I. Joe and Transformers were like neck and neck the entire childhood for me. Like I, you would watch one and then the other one came on. Yeah, it, it seemed was, like that's how they put them on programming wise. Right. Because right. after school you'd watch you know Transformers and G.I. Joe like in the same hour yeah. block. Yeah. yeah, every single time. Uh, for me, it was from four to five. That's when they were on. So I don't remember um, the times, but yeah, I remember going yeah. home after school and I'd have enough time to go home, ride the bus home do a little bit of homework and then I could watch cartoons. Yeah. I I would come home and immediately start watching cartoons. My homework got done after dinner. <laughs> My mom made me do homework before yeah. anything else. Yeah. So no. for the most part that's when it happened. That, that occasionally no. I would cry my way out of it, I guess, but um the reason that Transformers uh edges out GI Joe as far as a, as far as cartoon and a favorite is because to this day even as an adult i feel like it holds up a little bit better like i said there's some really oh man i I don't think it does at all i think it compared to gi joe i think gi joe actually holds up better than transformers there's some of those transformers episodes where it's like i can't rewatch them there's animation glitches in transformers i understand that but story-wise they're not as campy or as cheesy as some of the gi joe ones are and there's actually a continuity in the Transformers series that is not prevalent in the G.I. Joe series. Well, um, yes and no. If it's like the the mini episodes, there's continuity to that. But sure, yeah. If yeah. it's just a regular episode, yeah, sure, I'll give you that. I'm because talking, I'm talking they're about always the trying series, to get the yeah. Energon together to get back to Cybertron. So, yeah. Yeah. My, my, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. My favorite thing about, like, goofy stuff in Transformers... I, I love the animation glitches. Those are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the episode where Wheeljack is talking to Spike and, uh, they're talking about dinosaurs. And then. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. Wheeljack just makes some robot dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, just on a whim. <laughs> and they're, and they're stupid. Yeah. There's no, they don't have any brains. I'm like, seriously, yeah. you, you built these things. I know. But, but it's just like, uh, I don't. It's just one of those things. Like, like he just. There, there's no special story yeah. to how they right. how they came across the, you know, the Dinobots. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Will Jack just made them. He just made he just them. Just made them. Yep. Yep. The uh why don't you make other why don't you make other Autobots? That, dude, that's, that's what, what, what I was thinking <laughs> the whole time. I was like, man, you make can, some more dinosaurs, but make them smart. You could like well, take they, Megatron out. <laughs> they did that with a lot of different things. If you remember, Starscream made the combat Combaticons. He basically took some type of gel and just poured it over old war vehicles, and all of a sudden you got the Combaticons that turned into Bruticus. And it was just like some of the craziest stuff to just, oh, we have to create these new toys that are out yeah, in the exactly. episodes, so that's what we're going to do. But, like... Well, would you rather have that, or would you rather kill off all the old ones like they did in the movie and bring in new ones that way? No. Well, whatever. I And I'm, I was actually okay with that, too, except for Optimus Prime, because Optimus Prime was my hero. And Dude, they slaughtered the entire G1 wave of Autobots in, like, seven yeah. minutes. They did. Um... But I just... I like, grew up I, a little that day. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I grew up that but, day. But you have, like, Optimus Prime, like, is there a more iconic voice? Oh, no, it's great. Like, than than Peter Cullen's voice for Optimus Prime. It's I would say the only one greatest. that comes close to it is Snake Eyes. <laughs> as far as a voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's none. <laughs> you do whatever you want to do. I, I thought you were going to say uh, James Earl Jones is Darth Vader. <laughs> well, that's that you. Yeah. I, I, Honorable mention. Peter Peter Cullen is still more iconic to me. It's just in my world. Like everyone else, oh is yeah, James Earl Jones. Yeah. But like Peter Cullen, like if I could have him like record like my voicemail message on my phone. Um, oh yeah, I'm him, sure for a few hundred bucks he would. Dude, I, think I you can I, actually have him do that if you meet him at a convention. I think he will for like yeah, it might be a couple hundred bucks, but I think he will do that. It would be yeah, I would love. It'd be to worth meet it. Him. Oh, it would yeah. definitely be worth it because like Optimus Prime was my hero as well, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's he's in easily in my top ten, if not in my top five, like just all time favorite characters of, of. If you're looking at like just all media, uh, he's at least in my top ten. You've got to have an amazing voice like that to play a character in a cartoon that to doesn't have a mouth. Like that, yeah. That doesn't have a yeah. that character doesn't have a mouth to him out. He's got like a face right. shield, up. face guard. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll how, tell you, he was wearing a mask amazing. before it was cool. Yeah, and I'll tell you one of the funniest uh, glitches that I love in the the comics or the cartoon series was the um, there's a I think it's one of the very first episodes. It's either the first or second episode, but Bumblebee gets captured, and then Optimus Prime rallies all the Autobots together. And Bumblebee's he's there. And he's there. Yeah, he's and there. he's like, yeah. we gotta go and rescue Bumblebee. I'm like, he's standing right there in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so that's that's a great one. But like like I was mentioning earlier with the X-Men, like hearing their voices and everything else, I can't read a Transformers comic without hearing Peter Cullen's voice or hearing Bumblebee's voice or hearing sound uh Soundwave's voice. Soundwave, like, Shockwave, yeah. Yeah, all those voices, like those, the, this cartoon is what puts those voices in my head when I'm reading those characters. So. Yeah. All right, Brian, you're number one of all time. Yeah, yeah. Paul. we uh, <laughs> we are still talking about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Transformers is my number one, dude. I like. I, I grew up. I loved Optimus Prime. I like. There. I, I, the Transformers got me into comic books. Like I started reading the Transformers comic books. Nice. Oh my yeah. god, those are so wordy. Um, I, uh, I, I the first ones I picked up were the um, the um, Blaster Master comics where he yeah. goes, he's on Cybertron and 
and uh, he battles Straxus. And, yeah. And yeah. Um, some of those original Marvel ones are really wordy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And but then I got into All like comics back then were wordy. I got into I know, the, I know, yeah. the Headmasters comics, which were great. Yeah. And then of course I picked up the um, the crossover between Transformers and GI Joe in the comics. Of course. Yeah. And, but um, I mean, I don't know. This I I as a kid I like hated Starscream because he was a bad guy. But yeah. as I got older, I realized how cool Starscream was. Yeah. And what an amazing character and what a like comical character he was. And I started looking into the guy that voiced him and, and Sally. Lotta. Yeah. And Sally, you know, he's passed away, but, um, he, he was a stand up comic and yeah. he actually yeah, he showed up. Cobra Commander too. Yeah. He showed Yeah. Cobra Commander. He showed up in episodes of Married with Children. I didn't oh, know really? that. Yeah. Did you uh, remember no. Al Bundy's group? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the members of Yes, ma'am. Oh wow! Yeah, was he the bigger, oh. fatter, balding guy. Was it? Uh, yes, yes. Was it yes, ma'am or no? I think it was no, ma'am. I no, think ma'am. I, it was yeah, no, ma'am. I'm totally yeah. screwing that up. But um, because I I'm didn't just know so, that was him. It was. Yeah. Yep. That's him. That's Holy him. Holy crap! Yeah. Because yeah. that that no, ma'am uh, was uh, an homage to the little rascals with the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Uh, that's where the inspiration for the No Man Club came from. That's crazy. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. But, that makes um, sense, yeah. Transformers is just like, it's, it's, it's my childhood love. When I think of childhood, if I think of the one, if I think of the one cartoon of my childhood, yeah. Like, it's Transformers. It's, it's Optimus Prime. It's the, the classic good versus bad. It's Autobots versus Decepticons. It's, you know, it's, it, Optimus versus Megatron, good versus evil. It's just good versus evil. It's the purest form of that. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet, uh, Bob Budiansky at Baltimore Con the one year and got him to sign a couple hardcovers that I had, uh, cause he was one of the writers of the original Transformers comic series, uh, for Marvel. Uh, he's the one that really kind of gave backgrounds to a lot of the characters and everything. Um, but I got, uh, it was, I think it was Titan Books did um collected editions of the marvel run and it's like i think there's 15 volumes and it took me a while to track them all down mm-hmm. because i wanted the there was trade paperbacks and there was hardcovers they did and the hardcovers were tougher to find um but i found like good copies of all of them i have the entire run i got him to sign i think the first couple volumes at least the first volume if not the first couple volumes of that um and he even commented, he's like, I haven't seen these in I don't know how long. So, um, but it's a really cool series because if you remember, I know they've done stuff now that is, it's not an issue, but the early collections of those Marvel runs, they couldn't reprint certain issues because Spider-Man. Spider-Man was in, yeah. Yeah. I remember so these that. Tit- these Titan books did reprint those. So they still had the permission to do it back then. So that's, that was one of the reasons I wanted to collect them. Now the, there are two issues that they did not reprint. Which I think is issues 34 and 35 or 35 and 36. Cause all they were was they were reprints of a couple of the UK comics and they had nothing to do with the main story. So huh. they just left those two issues out of it. And from what I understand, it has no impact on the story whatsoever. So that was why they left them out. Um, did you ever but, have copies of the digests that they put out? Um, no, but I did have, they did, IDW did do, um, magazines. Yeah. 
that were like these large edition magazines and they would reprint an IDW comic in them, a, a Dreamwave comic in them, and then a Marvel comic in them. So they're these nice, like crisp, um, shiny paper type magazines and they're like, they, I, I want to say they're like 11 by 11 or something. Like they're, they're pretty big. Oh wow. So I've yeah. got, I still have like from the eighties, like the Transformers, they called them Transformers Digests. Oh, and that's cool. All it was was they took two comics, um, yeah. and they put them together in like a small kind of like Reader's Digest type size. And, but in the middle, what they would do, what was different is they would profile a different Autobot and Decepticon. Like maybe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you know, like it, when you read like the back of the, of the toy, this yeah. was just like the comics version though, where they added like a bunch of like their strengths and weaknesses, their personality traits and stuff oh, like that's that. Cool. Yeah. I was yeah. maybe eight years old when I was reading this and I was, I had, I still have it. I still have both copies of my Transformers Digest. I only had two of them. Um, I'm not sure how many put, they put out, but I, I was reading the Optimus Prime one and I loved mm-hmm. Optimus Prime so much. And I was such a dumb and naive kid that I thought when I got older, I could build my own Optimus Prime, not realizing <laughs> that that is like an impossibility. Artificial intelligence doesn't exist yet, and I, I, I'm also I'm also an idiot. So, um, so, but I at, like there's like they start breaking down Optimus Prime and they start talking about like one of his parts, like a like a modulator or something like that. I can't remember what it was, and I asked my dad what it was. I said, "What is this?" Because like I wanted to understand what I would be making one day, so I could make Optimus Prime. That's how much I loved Optimus Prime as a child. I wanted to wow. build him. And bring nice. us some light. Awesome. I love Transformers. This is it's this is my childhood. So I'll tell you too. There is. Uh, I want to try to get these, but it's going to be a very long road to get them, and they're pricey as hell to get for what you're getting. Um, but seem like they're totally worth it. There, these were, from what I understand, they were only produced in the UK. Um, but there is hardcover editions for every single issue of the Marvel run. And from what I understand, uh, they're called uh, Transformers, the definitive G1 collection book. And like each issue is its own hardcover. And I think it has profiles in the back and like concept art and everything else, like all this background information about that particular issue. Wow. Um, And when you put all the spines together in order, it makes this big, huge mosaic piece of... Transformers uh, scenes and stuff like that, but there is 82 issues of it. So. Oh my god! Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I mean, well, but, I mean, I'd want to. That's something like that that I would want to display as like all 82. Like you would need like an entire room for a, that. You would need a huge bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess it used to be like a subscription thing where it was like you would sign up for a subscription and they would, they would send you one a month or, or two a month or something like that. Um, until you were done. Uh, I think you can still sign up for the subscription, but you can't get any of the early issues. You, you start with like issue 60 or something like that. Um, but I remember coming across it and going, Oh my God, like somebody posted it in a transformers group on Facebook and he had all of them. And I was like, I have never seen these before. And he told me what they were. And I looked them up. I was like, Oh, each one of these is like 20 some dollars. Um, if not more. Um, so they're very pricey, but I was well, like, it's not oh, really man. too bad if you pace yourself and do like one sure. or two a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not too, too bad. Um, 
But yeah, but it's you know when you figure there's gonna be eighty of eighty two of them. Well, maybe you do. Maybe you do want a paycheck, you know. <laughs> yeah, but if you see, but also Sneak like, like I said, if, if you see some of the artwork and everything else, the uh, supplemental material that's in each one, it's like okay, I feel like you're getting your money's worth out of I it. I just so. used my whole stimulus check to buy it right now. <laughs> <laughs> there nice. you go. Thanks, America. <laughs> America. Um, have so. you guys ever uh, watched the uh, episode of Ultra Magnus's first appearance in the cartoon? I oh, yeah. feel like I have. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was the Jap uh, the Japanese uh, Scramble City episode. Mm-hmm. I have the uh, the Japanese um, continuation ones. Yeah. They're they're hard for me to watch because. I have to read while I'm watching. So I, I haven't watched all of them, but I've watched a lot of them because I, I feel like I have to watch them twice. Like one, one time I watch them just to read what's going on. And the second time I watch them just to watch what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I know this, I know what the story is now. So like, but yeah, I love watching anime, but like part of the problem sometimes is just that the animation's so gorgeous that I, and I'm like, I'm stuck reading. So yeah, exactly. All right, Chuck, yeah. you're, num- you're number one. Uh, uh, number one, same reason that Brian said Transformers was his number one. It's G.I. Joe. It's that's that if any cartoon defines my childhood, it's G.I. Joe.
America's daring, highly trained special mission force. Its purpose, to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. surprised i i yeah <laughs> i was trying to look around i'm like well you know like you know looney tunes is more iconic and i remember watching but like gi joe defines my childhood so i had the majority of my toys as a child were gi joe action figures play sets vehicles i had a lot of the comics growing up i had a gi joe lunchbox i i took yeah. to school uh yeah, it was it was gi joe that's I had a couple of Transformers. I had a you know a handful of He-Mans. Uh, everything else was. I had a handful of Star Wars people, but most of it, everything else was GI Joe. That's awesome. Very very cool. The cartoon does hold up. Like you said, majority of them do. Some of them are kind of wonky, but I feel the the mini episodes um, they they hold up well. Yeah. Oh, they're all rewatchable. It's just some of them are more cheesy and campy than others. Some but. are more enjoyable. <laughs> right, right. Uh, there's been, you know, but it's the the original cartoon, the Sunbow cartoon. That yeah, it's that's hard to watch, to be honest with you. And that the yeah. the DIC stuff, not the Sunbow the stuff. DIC. Yeah, the DIC stuff. The DIC stuff is, is is tough to watch. And then there's been obviously the the movie that came out in '87, yeah. uh, destroyed my childhood. <laughs> I then you've had I some, died a little that day. But then you have some great stuff that yeah, there was uh, the, the uh, new uh, versions they've done. Resolute, the Sigma Six cartoon that was pretty yeah. decent. Rene- Renegades was awesome. Renegades, yeah. But the the Resolute one was really good, really nitty gritty, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So but yeah, right, it was, it was uh, GI Joe. Nice. My number one uh, should not surprise a single person that's listened to the show for any length of time. Um, mine, Ghostbusters? No. No, sorry. <laughs> that is an honorable mention on my list, by, by the way. But um, no, my number one is Batman the Animated Series. No idea. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I've never heard you mention this. Not even once, right? Yeah. Nope, not at all. This is this is my favorite cartoon of all Shocking time. Shocking news to me. Whether I'm a, a kid or an adult, um, it came out in September of '92, so it was around during my childhood. Uh, that one this year. Is, that one year, right? Uh, it took this this show took me from my childhood into my adulthood, along with X Men. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, and that first year is some of the best episodes, though, of the entire series. Um, this launched the whole Bruce Tim animated series. Like I was mentioning earlier, I've got every single animated movie that they've done. Uh, some are better than others, yeah. but those Bruce Tim years, man, those are, that's the money spot. And like I was mentioning with some of my other ones that are in my top five here in certain voices, this is my Batman. Like I love a lot of comic book stories with Batman and I love the movies and stuff like that, but this animated series, this is the definitive Batman for me. Kevin Conroy is my Batman. I hear his voice when I'm reading the comics. Mark Hamill is my Joker. Uh, the, every version I can think of of any character, uh, of his rogues gallery, of his supporting cast, like, this is what I go to as that is the character. So, like, whether it's the Riddler or Scarecrow or Commissioner Gordon, like, Poison Ivy. Yeah. I mean... It's all right. Every yeah, <laughs> every single character in Batman's whole history, I feel like they got the core and the essence of those characters in this show. Um, I have rewatched it. I don't know how many times. Uh, I That's have a ton of. <laughs> I have I have a ton of the action figures. I have the Batmobile. That is my favorite version of the Batmobile. Could not be more wrong. It's right. I know yours is the Michael Keaton one, but no, it's which, the Adam West. Oh yeah, uh, that's fine too. <laughs> that's the Batmobile. Um, All those yeah, other no. ones are fake posers. That's yeah, the Batmobile. Not for me. Um, but yeah, I have the big action figure one that they did, which is like a good foot and a half long. Um, it lights up and everything it makes me so happy. It's like a slip um, sandwich. It is. Um, but yeah, just like I said, there's just. I can't say enough amazing things about this series. Uh, it will always be my number one. I can't imagine anything ever uh, beating it. Um, like I said, it's, it's every there isn't one flaw in the show, as far as I'm concerned, especially the first year or two of, of the show. So nice. That's a great pick, dude. Have Have you been reading the new comic that came out? I haven't gotten the new one, but I, it is on my list to get, so for sure. Um, and I love the, the, the comic adaptations that they've done. Uh, I have like the, they collected those in trades and I got, I have those. And that's the other thing too is like not only did it impact how I read some of these characters and the voices I hear, but again to you guys mentioning Firestar earlier, like, there's characters that came from the animated series that then jumped into the oh, comics. Harley, yeah, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn, obviously yeah. huge. Uh, but you also had Renee Montoya, mm-hmm. uh, who, who popped in there. And you're mentioning the, the Adam West Batman. He appeared as the gray ghost in an episode. So that, that's one of my favorite episodes also is when he, he plays the gray ghost. So. Are you guys still watching like the CW stuff? I dropped off. I mean, I was, I was caught up on all that stuff. Like I was watching all the Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. I was watching Flash and then I just kind of 
23, 26 episode seasons are, are so hard to, They're tough. Yeah. and so I yeah. just kind of like dropped, dropped them. And it was like, you know, like I, I, I was enjoying them at times. So yeah. Other times I was enjoying them more. Yeah. I but, am caught up on flash and Supergirl and, uh, arrow obviously ended, but I, I watched all of that. Um, so they brought, and, they brought in Kevin Conroy as Batman. Yes. In the Crisis on Infinite yeah. Earths, yes. How, how was that? That was actually pretty awesome because they actually made him evil. <laughs> they made him an evil Bruce Wayne. Wow. So, yeah, it was that that crossover was actually done really, really well, um, and I I really enjoyed that. Um, it's like Crisis on Infinite Earths is my favorite comic book story of all time, um, and you weren't gonna be able to ever do that on that show or, or they don't have anything. the budget for it. There, well, not only that, but it's such a big freaking story. There's yeah. just no way to do it. You need a bigger um, budget. You need a bigger budget, and you need like 24 episodes just to tell that story. <laughs> so, yeah. Or a three-hour um, movie. Uh, it's going to need more than three hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, just pare it down. <laughs> for the first part, yes. <laughs> um, but uh, they, for what they did and what they built there, that was just a perfect ending. So if, if you watched nothing else watching that and then if you didn't watch anything after that's great. I have I I'm caught up on Batwoman. The only one I'm not caught up on is uh Legends of Tomorrow. And I do love that show, mm-hmm. but it's like one of those shows I always save it for last cuz it's it is very cheesy, it's very campy, but I always find myself yeah. laughing my ass off and enjoying it when I do watch it. So I, and I'm I'm looking forward to Star Girl. I'm I'm really yes. looking forward to that. Yeah, I actually think that looks like that looks super fun. Yeah. Dude, what's the news about Swamp Thing? Is it coming back? I have heard that it's coming back. Um, I can't remember who I heard bringing it back, but yes, I did hear it's coming back. I heard it's coming which, back on the CW or something. I don't know if that's where I heard it was I don't, coming back see, to. See, I was like, or HBO Max, but it's like, I was thinking, like, are they just bringing back that season onto the CW and showing people that season, or are they actually bringing it back back? I don't know, but that... that DC Universe Swamp thing was amazing. I dropped off after the first episode because they canceled it by not episode. I know, two. I know, I know, but I'm telling <laughs> you, you missed out. All right, I, dude, it's I'll, awesome. I'll have to watch it. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, it it is incredible. Um, all right, so uh, Brian, how about some uh, some honorable mentions there for you? Uh, throw out there. Oh, there's so many Heathcliff. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. Smurfs. Yes. I love the Smurfs. Uh, Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah. That's on my list. Oh, man. I'm trying to think. Herculoids, of course. I brought that up earlier. Yeah. Um, and DuckTales. Yep. Nice. Tales, Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Yep. Yeah. Those are on my list. How about Gargoyles? No. You know what? I never watched Gargoyles. Never yeah. watched it. Never watched loved Gar- it. Love Gargoyles. I would highly. Now, now that it's one's got actually. A following. It, it does yeah. have a following. That one's more on I'm my not in, mentions for adult. But it doesn't follow. <laughs> yeah, that one came out when I was already in the, uh, over eighteen, but it it ties into um, like Shakespeare and all. This, like it, the first season is kind of hokey because it's it's not it hasn't built up its mythology, but halfway through the the first season, you're, it starts getting like really built up and it gets amazing. So um, yeah, I love that. Did I ever forget? Did you either? Of course, Thundercats. Um, yeah, yeah. Did either of you watch Cops? Yes. I yeah, I did. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I loved Cops. Um, That's a great one. And Toxic Crusaders. Nice. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> That's a deep cut right there. That's well, a deep one, yeah. Uh, I start, you know, well, I started watching. I watch. I actually watched as a child first. I watched uh, Toxic Avenger, which I shouldn't have watched because, like, if my parents knew that I was watching the Toxic Avenger, because it has like you know a lot of violence and of course nudity, and my yeah. parents probably would have flipped out, but. Right. Um, Dude, I, I, that's, that's where my love of trauma films came from, so. Nice. Yeah, I, I remember watching all that stuff on Elvira. <laughs> so. Nice. My, my parents knew I was watching Elvira, they probably would have shut the TV off. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god, yeah. Elvira is a child when I was watching yeah. it. <laughs> I, I was doing other things, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chuck, uh, how about you? Uh, what honorable uh, mentions do well, you have? Some we've already mentioned and went through. Uh, Transformers, honorable mention. Uh, TMNT, honorable mention. You mentioned Smurfs. That's one of mine. List. Uh, I love the Smurfs growing up. It almost cracked the top five. It yeah, I was kind of surprised it didn't. Yeah. It, oh, Tom and Jerry. That's why. Yeah, got Smurfs, it. Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry wins. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Okay. Love nice. Gadget. And uh, the, the two real big popular ones I'm surprised nobody really named were uh, Jetsons and Flintstones. Mm. Nice. Those are honorable mentions. Love the Flintstones. Yeah. Oh my God. I yeah. love the Flintstones so much. I, I, every, uh, did every kid eat Flintstones vitamins? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they still do. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but you can get them in gummy for now. Right. Nobody's, nobody's still like the powder ones. Nobody the, said the... Scooby Doo. No. No. I, I, I do love Scooby-Doo. I do love Scooby-Doo. I have a bunch of Lego sets of <laughs> Scooby-Doo. So um, so I have uh, some of the ones that we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Voltron. Uh, absolutely love Voltron. And I'm good with the lions and the vehicles. Lions, of course, far better than the vehicles. But, uh, but I love both of those. Uh, Super Friends for me. Yeah, uh, that's a hard rewatch. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it is, but that is the show that got me interested in Green Lantern. That's what that show is. What made me love Green Lantern as my favorite character, and he has been my favorite character ever since a little kid watching Super Friends. Um, you try to go back and rewatch some of those. I mean, that's oh, that's have, a rough one. I have because I have I have them on DVD, Oof. and uh, and I remember watching them with my. My nephew, when he was real little, and he kept calling Hawkman Hawkeye. Well, yeah, and, that's his name. And, and uh, I remember watching the one episode, and all the all the Super Friends get captured by the Legion of Doom. Yeah, and and they're in jail, and all of a sudden the Super Friends bust through the wall, and they're like, "Wait, but we caught you!" And he's like, "You didn't catch us. You caught our robot doubles." Our doubles, like, yeah. You never mentioned anything remotely hinting at a robot double through the whole episode. I was hey. like. What the, what happens? The writers wrote themselves into a corner and said, "How do we get out of this?" Oh, no. I know, robot doubles. No, no. Bat, that's <laughs> when you realize as a child, Batman had a contingency plan for everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but yeah, when everyone was loving Batman and Superman, I was like, "Hey, what's this green guy with a ring that he can make anything his imagination can think of?" Uh, that was the draw for me because I had such a big imagination. I was just like, I could, if I had that ring, I could make anything. And then as I got older and learned more about Green Lantern and, you know, that you can overcome fear and it's, uh, by willpower and things like that, that he can make these things. I was like, okay, now he's even cooler. So, 
Do you, um, you want to know who my favorite character was in that? Who's that? As a child. <laughs> this Gleek. is me as a, as a child. No. Was it, no. Yeah. it Gleek? No, it was not. It was, uh, I think his name was Apache Chief. Apache Chief. Apache yeah. Chief. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I love I got Apache the action Chief. figure of him. They did a build a figure of him. I have him. Oh, my God. I, I was, when he would go, when he would yeah. turn all big, I was just like, I love this Room guy. Chuck. Enoch Chuck. Enoch Chuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It's awesome. I love Apache Chief. Um, and don't knock Gleek. I like the Wonder Twins and Gleek. Frog awesome. Gleek. <laughs> Gleek's awesome. No way. Are they going to really do a Wonder Twins movie one day? Like, I keep hearing I rumors know. every year. I hear, like, they were supposed and, to do a comic of it. I don't know if it ever they did. Do, did it? They did. It was a 12 issue miniseries. I've read the first four or five issues. I honestly don't really care for it. See? Horrible. Um, no, I just think they they went with a bad direction with them. Oh, like I liked I liked the concept behind it. Were they in like make, high school or something? Yeah, and I was yeah. fine with that. And they had like an internship at the Hall of Justice. I was fine with the 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 concept behind it, but the execution of it I thought was very poorly done, um, which is why I haven't finished reading it yet. Um, but it's just it's it was written too much for a little kid. Uh, um, it it's very kiddie r- driven, so. Um, which it was, it was in the books, uh, the wonder comics or whatever, which is meant for a younger audience, but this was like a little too written, a little bit too young of an audience in fry taste, but, um, but yeah, so super friends. And then, uh, I did have Dungeons and Dragons on my list and the real Ghostbusters, uh, which Chuck, you thought was going to be, yeah, that one had to be in there. Um, absolutely love that cartoon. Not a cartoon Um, I enjoyed. Nearly. Nope. Not I loved at all. It. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. It, it wasn't anything kind of like the movie. That's what I liked. Yeah, I, I like both. Um, and then uh, mask. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't hold yeah. up very well, but I still like it a lot. No. Um, you know what? I, I've uh, got I've actually got the DVD to the uh, the GoBots. Yeah. It doesn't hold up well. Challenge, challenge <laughs> of the GoBots. Yeah, yeah. It does not hold up well. No. No, it does not. Uh, Visionaries, the, uh, love, love that cartoon. Um, and then uh, a couple that shouldn't surprise anyone, uh, but droids and Ewoks. Horrible. Uh, Horrible. You could, you could hate them all you want. I enjoyed the hell out of them and I have a, an animation cell from the Ewoks. Horrible. The Ewoks. That's horrible. Oh, the theme is horrible, yes. but I still love the cartoon. I still enjoy the, nah, the cartoon. It was bad. Uh, and then was speaking, bad. Of the- speaking of theme songs, one that can definitely get stuck in your head, uh, that would be the uh, Gummy Bears. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing I'll give you that. in there and everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gummy Bears so, was okay. I'll give yeah, you that. Love Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears was a good time. So, so yeah. So, that's uh, that's our that's our list. Um, it'd be what it be, people. It'd be what it be. Right. And, uh, Brian, you are welcome when we go to do the, the second part of our adulthood. Uh, I will reach out to you and see if you're interested in coming back for doing, doing those. Yeah, sounds um, good. So, uh, but, uh, thank you very much for, for joining us. Uh, it was as much as you enjoyed being on here, I was thrilled that you were able to, uh, to make it happen and, and come on tonight with us. So. Yeah. This is a, a ton of fun. I mean, just like, uh, I don't know, blast from the past because like these are yeah. cartoons that like all the cartoons that we've mentioned are, you know, 
stuff that we nostalgia. grew up with. And yeah, it's nostalgic and we love it. Like, and yeah, maybe it doesn't hold up when you watch it as an adult, but man, it's just, it's fun to like reminisce. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, tell listeners, uh, where they can find your podcast and, and all that fun goodness. Uh, yeah, just go to iTunes or whatever, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. Uh, Pop Culture Leftovers. Um, we have regular episodes, bonus episodes. Um, we talk about uh, the latest movies, uh, TV shows, uh, news. We talk a lot about Marvel. Uh, we do Marvel-centric episodes, like when a new Marvel movie drops or a DC movie drops. We have a whole episode dedicated to that movie. Um, and then uh, like we have bonus episodes. We recently interviewed the PETA lawyer from Tiger King. We had her on. Um, nice. And, Jesus. And then, That's awesome. And, Did she uh, think the series was a train wreck to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she's like, and I kind of agree. Like, the, for me, it was kind of like one of those things where I felt like I loved it. It was addictive. Like, it's trash TV. It's Jerry Springer all over again. Oh, and, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. And that's stuff that I watched because it is trash TV. I think it's just, you know, garbage. It's the high fructose corn syrup of, uh, of entertainment. But, yeah. like, for me, it was like they weren't focusing on, like, on the big issue, which is the animals. They were just going for, like, you know, just, yeah. like, the the personalities and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so – uh, we kind of talked about that. I recently had uh, Mike and Ming from Comic Book Men on, so nice. those guys were fantastic. But uh, and then I'm trying. I talked to you about this, Ryan. I'm uh, yeah. fingers crossed. I, uh, somebody reached out to me. Uh, Jaws 45th anniversary is coming up. We might have some prizes uh, to give out. I think copies of. Uh, hopefully, this is going to happen. Uh, copies of the movie that I'll be able to give out to listeners and things like that. But we might get. Uh, uh, one of the screenwriters, Carl Gottlieb, on the show. So, um, hoping to, hoping that she gets back to me on that. So that well, would be that's cool. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Instead, instead of copies of the movie, you can give out Sharky. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely keep me posted on that because uh, I know you said like if I can make it work, I'm going to be there. Uh, I've already mentioned it to my wife and was like, I was like, oh my god, Brian got. You know, might be getting this, and he asked me if I wanted to join in, and uh, and she goes, and you told him you have to check with your wife first, right? And I was like, no, I told him yes, I will be there if I absolutely can, unless I have to be working. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those she knows how to mess with she knows how to mess with it's me. It's one so. of those things we just gotta get everybody. I want to get everybody on that wants to be on. I don't not too yeah. many people, but just like because I think it, I think if everybody comes in with some questions, I mean, we we can yeah. have a great discussion talking with this guy. Yeah. For sure. Well, and it was funny, too, because your text to me was like, hey, do you like the movie Jaws? And then we went down this rabbit hole of, like, what that how that movie scarred us for life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, you, I mean, you brought up, like, you know, no swimming in the ocean. I was scared to go in pools. I was scared. I was, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could go in a swimming pool, but I didn't want to be in the swimming pool by myself. And I didn't want to go underwater. Because yeah. the second I put my head underwater, I heard that theme in my head. Yeah, so. I was I was okay with pools, but uh, yeah, the ocean was a different thing. Yeah, but I love watching that movie. I will watch it a thousand times. Oh, Jaws three is really bad. Well, Jaws three, yeah, Jaws three is bad. But I'm talking about the first and the oh, second. Oh, we can just talk about those. the first one. It's awesome. Yeah, the first, the first the one, first yeah, incredible. Yeah. But Jaws three, I mean, you can see the shark, and you can almost see like strings or like a tongue depressor holding it up or something. It's, yeah. it's horrible. I'll, I'll still watch Jaws 3 over Jaws 4, though. Is that the one that's in 3D? That's No, Jaws 3 is the one that's in 3D. That's Jaws horrible. 
Jaws 4 is the revenge where it comes back after the family and stuff like that. That's a horror oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel at some point, that, like like the old Saturday Night Live skit, he's like walking around knocking on a door going Candy Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Land right. Shark. Land Shark. Right, Land Shark, yep. It's horrible. I'm just a dolphin. Uh, horrible. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, Chuck, where uh, where can people find you at? Yeah, don't look for me. <laughs> uh, just, uh, just social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, you're uh, StarJoe75 on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, a lot of people are like trying to friend me on that, but if I like see you have like six posts or something, I'm kind of thinking you're like a spammer, so I decline. Yeah. So if I decline you, my bad. But uh, <laughs> if you got like. Yeah, if you've got like uh, regular stuff going on, and you know a lot of other posts and comic and toys and nerd stuff, I'll I'll friend you. He he won't even friend me, people. So no, it's... no, you're blocked totally. Had <laughs> <laughs> a principal, damn it. <laughs> right. All right. Well, uh, you can find us at StarJoes.com. That's pretty much where you can find everything. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, that's where I post comic reviews of things that I'm reading. I am way behind on posting reviews. I have read a lot more than what I've posted, so I'm going to be trying to catch up on that. Um, you can find us on Facebook. There's a group page and a fan page. The second you request to be part of the group page, I'll approve it, unless you are one of those spammer-type people, and I can tell because you just joined Facebook three hours ago and joined about 45 groups. Um, but outside of that, I will approve you. Um, and, uh, we did have, uh, uh, our Patreon members. I really appreciate, uh, we have Jonathan Morgantini who has his just roll with it podcast. We have Will Bell who has his dudes in Toyland, which I reached out to him cause I did do an episode with them and I was, it, it never came out. So I reached out to Will and said, Hey, whatever happened to that episode? Cause I have the recording of it that I had sent to them. And I said, if you guys don't put it out, would you mind if I put it out as a Star Joe's episode? And he says, well, let me reach out. So he reached out to his, his co-host and he says, no, he said he's working on it. So we'll, we'll get that out soon. So hope, and I told him, well, once it's out there, let me know. Cause I'll, I'll put it out there for the, uh, listeners to find it and everything. Um, and then we had, uh, Ben Penserga. Uh, he just recently rejoined Patreon at the, uh, sponsorship level. So, Ben, I'm going to be reaching out to you very soon to see if there's anything you'd like us to promote for you. Um, be happy to do that for you. And then, um, you know, you can let me know. I know he used to have a podcast going. I don't know if he still does. Um, it was a, a movie-based podcast in uh, previously. And then I want to find one of our other Patreon uh, sponsor people, which is uh, Jason uh, Pravat, uh, who has his own uh, web page and everything else where he post and he'll post on the group page of star Joe's all the time. So please follow his page. Um, he'll do shares from it and everything else where he shows a lot of his geeky stuff and everything. And it's his, uh, page is called pop culture of NC and he shows like halls that he's, he picks up and everything else. So, Oh, he sounds uh, like he's ripping you off, right? <laughs> Dude, I've seen this guy before. He might be Get like, your attorney, might- bro. Yeah, dude, I'm totally going after you. You're getting a cease and desist letter, sir. CMDs <laughs> in the mail, baby. Yeah. Well, fortunately, he just shows his toys and stuff like that. Uh, so I, th- I think he's safe. I don't know. Safe. I don't know. Get, get my pen ready. Get the pen I've gotten ready. kicked out of a few groups for showing off my toys. So I'll just... <laughs> we, we all have. <laughs> right. So, um, but 
with that, we're going to go ahead and close the episode. Uh, and uh, unless anyone's got anything last that they want to say, speak now forever. Hold your peace. Pork chop sandwiches. Cool. All right. So with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode by saying the force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.